Hello and welcome to Talking Hoosier Baseball. Uh, today is Wednesday, May 18th, 2022. Uh, I am Carl James, joined by Cassidy Palmer and Chris Steeney. Um, Josh Bennett has the night off. Um, we uh, got quite a lot to talk about. We've got a three-in-one week from the Hoosiers, including two very <clears throat> exciting comeback victories, uh, a series win over uh, Minnesota, <clears throat> um, a Big Ten Pitcher of the Week performance in, a, in the one blowout game. Um, pretty exciting week, um, but still a lot to be determined. Uh, the uh, Looking pretty good for a slot in the Big Ten tournament, but not still not actually cinched yet. Um, so let's uh, let's get on to it. Uh, Cass, why don't you get us started? What what are what are your thoughts for this week? I mean, the the team did what they needed to do. Uh, they got the two out of three from Minnesota. Would have really liked the sweep just to have the sweep, uh, especially with it being that close. But did what they needed to do and. Love that they got the first two games and then less stress on the third game. Uh, that helps. And then, honestly, with uh, with Illinois State, they also did exactly what they needed to do. Because this one, in the scheme of things, as far as wins, losses, all that, meant absolutely nothing. 100% meant nothing record-wise, uh, full season-wise. But they got some pitchers out there who hadn't seen time in a few weeks. Um, and and mostly did all right. Um, figuring out where they could maybe plug in in situational things down the stretch. Um, and to me, and again, we, we've said this over and over with these, comeback games and never quitting and they're still doing that even even in a game that realistically does not matter scoring seven runs in the eighth inning to to win the game like that is just huge yeah. even even in a game that doesn't matter yeah you know you had both i think kind of that might have been the attitude for both teams <clears throat> mm -hmm. but i think the, what i really got out of it and i was watching it and then for a little while I mean, it's mostly listening. I had to go to different places. Like I wasn't actually able to go to that game, but um, I watched the first few innings with some of my family, and I remember they were like, "Oh, the guy's giving up hits," and I'm like, "You're throwing strikes. Mm -hmm. That's what's important." Yeah. And in, in a game like that, what I'm what I'm thinking about is, let's take a look at this as if it's, you know, a Saturday second game or a Sunday game in the Big Ten tournament when everybody, when, when all the teams involved are down to minimal pitching. Mm -hmm. And this is when you can throw guys like this. And you know what? You don't need them, you know, to, to throw a three-run game. No. They just need to keep the game within reach of the hitters. Yep. So seven runs is fine. The key is you don't walk a lot of guys. You don't end up doing what what Illinois State did in that eighth inning, yes. which is giving up a whole bunch of base runners by walks and then having to uh, serve up a uh, a hanging curveball to, to yeah. the likes of Matthew Ellis. Yeah, because mm. even even a lot in the score. I mean, no on the pitching side, no inning had more than two runs, and 
even those one, like third inning, pair of doubles and a sack fly. Like, okay. Uh, fourth inning, they had three hits and only scored one run off of it. Uh, fifth inning, fifth inning was a little rough, couple walks in there, but still nothing huge. And sixth, sixth inning was uh, not helped by wild pitches, but but well, I, I'd rather this team pitch to contact anyway. Exactly. And they said, I'm not, I'm and a couple walks here and there. I'm not worried about it. It's when a guy <laughs> just suddenly what we were seeing before, which is where a single mm-hmm. pitcher would completely lose the strike zone. Yeah. Then that pitcher would get replaced by another guy who never has the strike zone. Yeah. That's what we're not seeing yeah. anymore. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, but it's been, it's been quite a while since we've seen that either. Yeah. Right. That was all about the first, I don't know, six, seven weeks of the season. Yeah. That they've really put a stop to that. I don't, again, we've talked about this. We don't know what they did, but whatever they did, it worked. Yeah. And you really know that. I mean, even when Walker came out last night, he didn't have it. He was yeah. walking guys, walking Very guys. And all of a sudden, though, it was K fly out. Okay. He still did yeah. gave up the two out hit. He did. Yeah. But you know, it was a two out hit. He didn't yeah. walk a guy. Yeah. And then you know he what? Two guys. <laughs> right. You mean? And then two guys were able to stop it. Yeah. They scored four innings in a row, and then at least two guys were able to stop it yeah. and well, give us a shot to come back. You're going to give up runs every single inning. I don't care if it's one or two runs. Right. It doesn't give the offense any hope. And and Stahl and Platt said, you know what? We're done with yep. this. Zero, zero, and he came yep. the runs. Well, to me, even for Walker in that sixth inning, so so finishing off the first time through and getting into a second mm-hmm. time through, yeah, he got mm-hmm. hit a bit technically but it was a grounder through the left side infield single infield single yeah like, yeah and, it was and, a tricky one that went down third base there was just uh-huh. no play yeah it right. Was weird. right and so they it, he wasn't getting hit hard it yeah. was just little uh they they placed it perfectly I mean, the more focus has to be on the weekend anyway I know yesterday just yeah. happened so it's fresh in our brain right but the comeback Friday I mean, anybody in that stadium was just dumbfounded by how we were down that many runs on a Friday night and to have it flip. And then I know Saturday's mess of a couple of innings. That I guess that doesn't even count. But then to have Ty do what he did, to have Ty say, you know what? No one else is pitching today. Man throws 111 pitches, doesn't give up a hit, walks a couple guys, picks a guy off, the whole thing. That's really where the focus is. And, yeah, Mercer brought up last night that he was frustrated about the end of the Sunday game that we should have kept adding on so that that home run in the night didn't beat us. Mm-hmm. But it happened. Okay. I mean, still taking care of the series. You know, with that four in a row, the focus is definitely more on the weekend, mm-hmm. on the games that really mattered, the ones we had to have, the ones where on a Friday night and about the eighth inning, it was not looking very good. And and to see them flip the script there was was – it needed. I mean, if we flip, just flip that one game. The Big Ten standings are so close. We'd be sitting here singing a whole nother song about this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's facing a we have to win a series mm-hmm. in order to make it. And because we lost on a Friday to Minnesota. To Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. But they yeah. weren't having it. The bats weren't mm-hmm. having it. The bats no. said, no, 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 no. It's been happening all year. Right. Unfortunately, in the beginning, the pitching was just giving up too much. Yeah, you know the bats kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. You know, and they did hit that low in the middle where really 
all right. But I mean, how often and how, I mean, how many times can you go through it where you're going to score nine, 10 runs a game and keep losing mm-hmm. by seven? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like we were losing 11 to 10. We were losing 18 to 12. Yeah. So I'm just glad all that's gone. Mm-hmm. They righted the ship. And now this weekend means something. And I think it's a huge deal to be able to go on the road. I love the way they're doing it, right? They're going, if we make the tournament, they're going right over to Omaha. That's real cool. Yeah. You know, they're packing. I remember the NBA finals. Yeah, if the team was up 3-2 and they were going on the road for the last two games, we're packing once, you know. We're packing one suit. Like, this ain't going seven. We're taking care of it. And in this situation, they're packing a big bag because they expect to make the tournament, and they're going from Iowa to Omaha. And I love the attitude. They, you know, they expect it now. But yeah. if Friday didn't go the way it did... That's a whole different story. Right. As expected, um, Iowa is uh, throwing, throwing Adam Mazur uh, tomorrow night, uh, Thursday, at... Uh, uh, It'll be 7.05 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, 6.05 Central. Um, uh, this guy is a candidate for Big Ten Pitcher of the Year. Um, he's just been unhittable, essentially, over the last few weeks. Um, um, IU is taking a different strategy on this. Um, uh, as as uh, you know, Coach told you last night, Chris, um, he's decided to focus on uh, making sure that there's uh, that the pitchers are rested. So uh, Perkins is going to remain on Friday, which is the second game of the series. Um, so Braden Tucker has been the announced. Um, I think probably the best better terminology would be opener. Although when when did Tucker pitch last? I'm trying to remember. Uh, did he pitch on Sunday? Did we see him in that second? I know we game? I know we saw him on Sunday. Some yeah. Well. Yeah, since we just saw Ty. Yeah, Ty, Ty was the only one that pitched in the other game. So I, I, um, I just know we it it stuck in my head that we saw him because it was senior. Okay, he pitched one inning on the fifteenth. One inning, yep. one inning okay. on the fifteenth. So one inning. Yep. So yeah, I, I mean the point is, I mean, hey, if Ty's actually, I mean, if, if sorry, if if Braden's actually rolling, um, he he could actually pitch uh, starter level innings, you know, yeah. four or five, but uh, yeah. probably expectation is you know roughly three innings. Yeah, happy with three, thrilled with four. Yeah. Well, I, I want six no hit innings, just like LSU. <laughs> we know he's capable. Uh, we were there. Yep. That was a pretty good lineup, too. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Then they've got uh, Saturday, um, sorry, not Saturday, Friday, the second game of the series um, will be uh, Dylan, Dylan Nedved for Iowa. Um, he's got a five and two record, three point nine ERA, um, and obviously IU is going with Jack Perkins, so IU will have the ace. That's probably the game that Indiana is really targeting as the must-win game. Is that second game? Uh, that's also at the seven p.m. Eastern, uh, six p.m. Central. Um, the series will wrap uh, very late on Saturday, um, and that one that game will be on ESPNU. Um, 9 p.m. is the first pitch uh, scheduled. Um, Iowa is throwing right-handed pitcher Ty Langberger. Um, he's also 5-2 and two with a 3.96 ERA. Um, IU uh, is, is throwing that, that traditional third-game starter, Mr. <laughs> TBA. <clears throat> um, and I think it's really TBA right now. 
um, there, I think there's a big advantage to being the game that late um, uh, on in, in that day. I think IU's got a is kind of lucked out by this scheduling because if you Well, there's a reason why the NFL schedules their week 18 or week 17 schedule at the same time. There's a reason why the MLB does the same exact thing, yep. because in this case, we're going to be sitting here with a prime advantage. Yep. Knowing what we need. Do we need a win? Does it matter? Does it not? What seed do we want? Thank you, ESPNU. Yep. Because especially if, if, if we don't need the win, we can throw whoever the hell we want out there. Yeah. Well, more importantly... See, Bradley Bremer pitched two games this past weekend. He pitched the two innings on Saturday before the rain delay, and then he picked up the, final, the, the, the first two innings of the final game um, on Sunday. Yep. Um, so, um, so that sets him up. <clears throat> um, he'd still be on short rest to pitch late Saturday, but it's not crazy short rest. Um, however... If he were to have to pitch on Saturday, that pretty much means that he has to get bumped to um, either a Friday losers bracket game or a Saturday winners bracket game in the tournament. When the, historically speaking, since the Big Ten tournament has gone to um, to eight to uh, the eight team format in twenty fourteen. Um, the only teams to make it to the championship game have been the teams that have won their first two games that have stayed in the winner's bracket. So realistically speaking, especially with a pitching staff that's not incredibly deep, it is vitally important to win those two games. So this, uh, with Perkins going on Friday, he could realistically pitch that second game on Thursday. Uh, but I think the scenario in which Bradley Bramer actually pitches that Wednesday game is only if he gets completely skipped here in Iowa. And I think that can only happen if going into Saturday, the, the big 10, uh, a, a place in the big 10 tournament already been determined, um, which is very possible. But if it turns out that a win is necessary to do that, well, no, duh, you, you throw Bradley Bramer because you've got it. There's <laughs> You got to get there. You just got to get there. So you it's a game to... seven. It becomes yeah. a game seven. Yeah, We're sitting there on a 9 p.m. on a Sunday, uh, Saturday night in a game seven. Yeah. yeah. But what's nice is uh, the only scenario, there's only a very, very slight scenario in which you even get to like 7 p.m. that night and not know what you need. So yeah. thank you, ESPNU, again. Yes. Because <laughs> I think there's a game at noon, a game at one, a game at three, and a game at five. So, well, we got lucky. I mean, it, it is an advantage. We can't yeah. say it's not. I'd be nope. a little upset if, if the, you know, the script yeah. was flipped another way. I wouldn't like it, but yeah. I'll gladly take it. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. will. And it's better yeah. than the those, thing especially is on the road. You know what I'm saying? It, it'd be one thing if we were at home, right? If they were sleeping in their own beds and the whole thing. We're going to be on the road. They're at the hotel. They're away. They're going to have to kill time. They want to know what they're yeah. dealing with. Yeah. And, you know, even though Austin Kutcher is an Iowa grad, we don't need some prank situation. We want to know exactly what is happening. And with this 9 p.m. start, it really helps. What can I say? Yeah. Well, and it's better than those fun uh, 
basketball 9 p.m. Tuesdays game. So. Yeah, and it's a rando game, and it doesn't even matter. Right. right. Yeah, no. Luckily, we have the situation that we're going to know what we want. And it's not like, again, not to joke, right? Austin Kutcher really is a Iowa grad, but not that that matters. There's uh, situations where you think you knew what you needed, but then another game flipped in the ninth inning. Remember that 162 game where all the games started flipping? Half the managers thought they knew what they needed, and they did get pranked. Mm-hmm. These games are going to be done unless there's some kind of weather delay. Yep. Coach Mercer's going to know, and, and Grant, and they're going to know their plan, and, and we got lucky. Let's admit it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and uh, take a quick look at, the, at, at our Pick'em contest. Yeah. Um, we uh, yes, of course, Cass wants to because Cass is <laughs> continuing to just absolutely destroy the field. There she uh, is. So uh, and in fact, right here, right now, it's possible Cass can clinch, um, depending upon because the only the only competition Cass has at this point is uh, is Josh. <clears throat> so. Um, I'm going to hold Josh's picks. We're going to let Cass pick first. Okay. So, Cass, why don't you give us your picks for this final week? Okay. Well, Maryland beating Purdue seemed like possibly the easiest pick of the week. Uh, and not according to the Big to the, to the Big Ten podcast, the, the big podcast. I mean, Purdue does have a bit of, like, they're, they are fighting for stuff, too, but... Yeah, and the Purdue announcers run the big podcast. Right, so. <laughs> right. There, there's a little bit of bias there. You but, think? But Maryland wants that title outright. They're, they're good guys. They're, they're not. No, they are. That. But if they're gonna, oh, yeah. they're gonna take their guys. Come yeah. On. There's, there's a reason we don't have IU in the pickup. <laughs> uh, I I almost went the other way with this, but I'm going Rutgers over Michigan. Uh. Uh, that that one has me a little nervous, but I think Rutgers over Michigan. I'm uh, taking Illinois over Penn State. Oh, Carl, I see a difference. <laughs> There's am, one. I am taking uh, Nebraska at home over Michigan State. And this one was surprisingly close. I'm taking Northwestern at Minnesota, um. but not a sweep. All right, so now for Josh's picks. Yeah, I was looking at him. I don't think we have a competition if my math is correct. Uh, well, and, and, and it's usually correct because they're they're these two are usually pretty darn close. Didn't we need two different ones to at we least have a tie? Ones, yes. I don't think we got them. Okay. So yes, we've got Penn State is, and that one is different. Yes. Uh, so Maryland. Rutgers, Northwestern, Nebraska. Yep. And the rest. So we have a champion. We have a champion. Congratulations, Cass. Again, if only I could do this when I've got legit money on the line. Nice. Congratulations. You did a great job. (laughs) Thank you. Just, uh, Carl, put me down for the road teams. Hey, that's, that, that's almost what mine is. Uh, I'm just doing it because we're the road team, and I'd like to end with five in a row. I had five in a row last week. You did. No, I, well, that'd be great. I would like five big series wins in a row. Yes. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. 
So I'm taking all the road teams, you know, and we'll be included in that. Okay. I would have gave it more thought if I could have caught you, but I can't even catch you. So it's (laughs) all right. So Chris is taking Maryland, Rutgers, Illinois, Michigan State. IU. IU. Yeah. Northwestern. (laughs) All right. Which is weirdly enough. Chris, yep, I picked four road teams. Eh, so I only picked one home team, and that's the weird one. I picked Minnesota Ooh. over Northwestern. I, I yeah. contemplated that one. Okay, I gave it no thought once you said I couldn't catch you. <laughs> <laughs> so let me see here. Does but see, that... I I also tried to it. In my head, there's a little bit of superstition there of I tried not to look at who we want to root for or or really anything beyond just like let's look at RPI and home versus away. Yep. Because as soon as I start intentionally picking stuff, chaos happens. And I don't I'll be honest, chaos. I wanted there to be two differences. So at least we could have gone and had to figure out a tiebreaker. I I, but we I, don't. I I would have been good with that. That would have been fun. But I I definitely, I, I get in the mode of, if I start overthinking it, it gets into superstition, jinx territory. So I'm like, nah, I'm it just RPI and home away. Listen, whatever you're doing, I would keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, for me, I, I guess for me, and this is where I've come in, in different, which is why I think I actually did fairly well last week was that I, I, I've been kind of trying to go by recent trends. Um, and that's kind of where I think I, I just feel like Northwestern doesn't have it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I actually feel like Minnesota starting to put it together. Um, I wasn't really keen on Min- Minnesota seeing how they finished up the two games they bizarrely won against Nebraska. Because <laughs> um, they really didn't look good. And Nebraska just looked, looked awful. Bad. Which is also why I picked Michigan State to beat Nebraska. Because <clears throat> Nebraska just looked awful. <laughs> So yeah, I kind of think yeah. Nebraska and Northwestern have checked out. And yes, as an IU fan, I want that. I'm hoping that continues, but um, I'm not picking that because I, that's what I want. I'm just picking it because that's what I've been observing. <clears throat> yep. All right. So uh, so yes, actual con- the only thing left to determine in in Pick'em based on this. Um, there is a slight chance because Josh and I disagree in three different picks. Um, I could potentially catch Josh. Ooh, okay. It would be a long shot. Okay. At least if you Illinois, guys have something to play for. If Illinois, Michigan State, and Minnesota all win their series, then uh, I will catch Josh. Yeah. Bragging Second rights. Place. I wanted third place bragging rights. I couldn't even have them. <laughs> I think you picked Ohio State too much this year, Chris. You know, I'll tell you, the first three weeks, I lined up all the alumni from all the states. And I was like, all right, who has the better alumni? It just wasn't working. No. Yeah. I did. That's how I did it. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, who anywhere in all of college baseball observation pick would would have Rutgers as one of the top two teams. Right. And have Nebraska as far down as they are. Yeah. True. True. Who would have had us as far down? I feel like we were like 
fifth or sixth in the picks. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll right end up there. right about sixth. You know, yeah, we might end up we're actually, there. We're actually, I shouldn't we're say actually, that. We're right where we were picked by D1 yeah, right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I had to correct it right away. <laughs> Even though it feels like we're further down. We are exactly where when, D1 picked us. Winning four straight series will do that. Well, yeah, I mean, it took a lot to... Uh, Mercer said mm-hmm. it yesterday. We've been playing at a conference tournament for a month. For a month. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the difference with college, right? Because everybody's like, oh, in college football, yeah. everybody's like, oh, there's no tournament. There's no tournament. Right. But the only way you're going to get in is if you're in your conference, you know, title game, if you're in, if you win your conference tournament, and that's how you get into the big tournament. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to all the way. Basically. You have to. All right. Well, now I believe we've got some hardware to hand out. Chris, how about red belts? Right. Let me pull up my uh, my red belt paperwork here on my phone. <laughs> All right. Now, first off, the first one's completely obvious. You know, the Joey Donato red belt is going to go to Ty Bothwell. 111 pitches, zero hits. It was really impressive. Um, we needed it too, right? Because we knew we're facing a doubleheader. Carl has stated it many times. It's very hard to sweep a doubleheader. So if you can put, keep your bullpen in the bullpen, never a bad thing. So Ty gets the Joey Donato award. <clears throat> the uh, Tony Butler red belt for defensive. I'm going to go to Bobby Whalen for his play on Sunday in center field. Um, there weren't that many choices, I'll be honest. Standout, standout players or game turning around plays on D. Uh, shout out to Dones, though, for another one of these wild tags that he makes. <laughs> but Bobby's was better, you know, so you got to, you got to split hairs at this point, but really Dones is, is he's like, I don't want to say Javi Baez because that's a whole nother level, but it reminds me of it from watching Javi, you know, through the years. He, it's like, he's like an art of doing it, making the tag, but the ground that, that uh, Bobby Whalen covered and just being able to make that grab, it's a big play. Now, offensively, we're going to go a little different this week. Okay. A first time winner. All right, a first-time winner, David Condon. Yes, <laughs> David Condon, okay, who the second-base umpire, the crew chief, on Friday. We're going to give David the Red Belt Award. Um, you know, you guys can might know why or not know why, but a certain individual was harassing the home plate umpire, might have been ragging him with an angel chant, might have been considering to compare the home plate umpire to Angel Hernandez because he was so terrible. Um, and this home plate, uh, this whole, this, this umpiring crew, head chief David Condon, decided to eject this individual. And the minute he got ejected, the Hoosiers came back on Friday night. So offensive red belt, the Alex Dickerson Award is going to go to David Condon. I hope I'm pronouncing it right, David. And uh, we're going Tony Butler Award for Bobby Whalen. And, of course, the Donato Award, no jokes, obviously, is Ty Bothwell for the week. See, if you hadn't brought that up, I, I, I was about to ask uh, where it, if the team gets behind again like that, where's Feeney going to be that he can get kicked out of to start a new rally? Listen, this was not the plan, okay? <laughs> I, it wasn't even my idea. I was up by the rail and somebody else called him Angel. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, that's great. So I stole it from the guy. You're louder. Yeah, well... I stole it from the guy. I'm not going to say who it was. I know exactly who it was, but I'm not going to say who it was. But I will give him credit if by some chance he watches this. 
so the angel, the angel, the whole thing. I might have done it 14 times. It was fun. I might have reminded this home plate umpire that just because Kyle Schwarber went here that he doesn't have to be Angel Hernandez. You know, I might have mentioned that very loud. And then this lady comes up, uh, Usher, angry Usher, whatever, no soup for you. We know her. We've seen her before. She comes up and she warns me and says, hey, 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 you can't do that. And I specifically said to her, is that his name? Like, could it possibly be his name? Did I actually say this ump's name? But no, his name appears to be David Yule. Yep. Okay. So not Angel. Yule. I don't know. David, I'm sorry. Again, U-Y-L. I don't know if I'm pronouncing yeah, that correctly you are. either. Yeah, you, you think are. so? I, yes. I don't care. 100% so, you are. Yeah. So Angel, that's Angel, you suck. Yeah, that happened a couple of times. But when I got warned, never did it again. Went and sat down in the seat I was sitting at before the fiasco. And then the, the, there's what is it, Condon, David yeah. Condon decides it doesn't matter. He's, he's gone. Kick him out anyway. So I got ejected and the comeback started. And I got to tell you, Austin Renda sounds better in the parking lot than he does <laughs> in your living room. Because I've heard him a lot in my living room. I honestly, and I've heard, well, I should correct that. I have heard Austin Renda in the parking lot before pulling in. I've been late to games before. I've never heard him in the dock, in the parking lot. And he sounds great. Uh, so it was definitely a strange experience being ejected. Uh, that's three uh, for me. Uh, Shea Stadium, <laughs> Veteran Stadium in Philly. We're not going to get into the details why about those. But uh, we know the details about this one. And uh, again, <clears throat> after the warning, I have to say, I did not do it again. You did not. Because I didn't want to leave. <clears throat> you know, Even though I thought it was a silly warning like i wasn't calling the guy out or whatever i didn't say his name i was calling him out but i didn't say his name uh but i did stop but so what it led to the rally to a huge win yep. so uh it reminded me of the warning over the pa when i was harassing the guy who hit ryan Feynman, and we still came back and won that game too so two warnings one ejection both victories <clears throat> <laughs> oh Oh, it, David Condon definitely earned that red belt. <laughs> uh, and there was well, some we, fun with the student section as the students and high schoolers and a little league yeah, well, team as well. Well, the ones by the ones by the road dog out unfortunately earned their ejection. Mm. I'm not gonna get into what they did. Ta talking they, to they, some other talking to some others who some Indiana people who were right there, it was not as bad as as the visiting fans were saying it, yeah. it was it was run-of-the-mill stuff but if they directed any of it towards uh, a visiting player's family they deserve rejection yeah. and that's what i heard happen okay and, and again they're off limits okay parents oh, yeah. of players are off limits yeah parents of road team players are off limits yeah. parents of home team players are off limits you just can't do that yep yeah um and that's the word i got that happened but whatever i mean they're silly. You know, they were younger. They made a mistake. Uh, you know, you're allowed back the next day. Come on back. I yeah. came back. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, maybe not the next day because I would have. They made the you game. No, they said it was going to be in four. Right. And inning and a half. I, but listen, I would have been there. It was just they kept playing with the times. Yep. Yeah. Nah. Uh, so, Cassidy, um, you, we, it was great to see you this weekend. You came to the BART. Uh, any reflections you have on your time at the BART this weekend? Mm. Uh, I just love how welcoming everyone is because because obviously I'm not there a lot anymore. I don't have the 
direct connections from when I was there every single game. But uh, even just thinking Sunday being welcomed over to the the <clears throat> outfield tent area and getting to chill in there for a bit because man, it was hot out. It the 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 weather might have said 80 degrees it did not feel like 80 degrees out there <laughs> but just such a great environment and being able to see everybody is always fun and and being able to be live so much uh now when i'm sitting at home watching at games wa- watching the games on my couch i'm keeping score i'm more focused on that than anything else so to have a few games where i could sit there i could really be a fan i could yell and scream and have some fun that was that was really nice and and some of those big home runs are a lot more fun in person than they are on well, you've TV. Gotten, you've now gotten to see like I think Ellis is two two of his like three biggest you've now seen. So yeah, well <laughs> in person. No, and, I take and, it back. You've seen no. all three of them. Yeah, well yeah, because the one in Clemson. Yep. Um, the one in, in Missouri, Missouri State, State, and then and this this one uh, last night. Those I think were his well, three I, biggest. I wasn't in person for last night. Oh, that's right. You weren't the you were here nope. this weekend, not last night. I was here I'm the sorry. weekend. Although he did have a nice head high line drive one. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, and and even that for me, uh, I, I got to take in three series in person. Yeah. Uh, even in a normal year, it's normally two opening weekend and a home series. Yeah. like to, to get the third one I, I i will continue to lobby for iu to continue <clears throat> to play missouri teams within the state of missouri because yeah i love it yeah simo's Come, good yeah right? simo simo is periodically good yeah or they are decent baseline decent periodically mm-hmm. good yeah um, even some of the st louis area ones slu is not on that same level but slu's not typically horrible. Okay. But the, uh, what's their mascot? The basketball team's good sometimes. Billikins. Billikins. I knew it was something weird. Yep. yep. Billikins. But yeah. but again, I and while I know SEC scheduling stuff mm. prevents it, uh, Mizzou right there in the middle of the state. They've mm. got a great setup. Yeah, it's just that them playing ten SEC series. Yep. Just. Uh, you end up getting they, their availability is going to be so early in the season, yep. and I think they're mostly not wanting to play home games. So, yep, and they typically do have uh, at least a midweek with Illinois. So, yeah, because rivalry stuff. I, I I will continue to lobby for it, whether or not it will realistically <laughs> happen. Yes, here's the thing: you can lobby for anything year oh, yes. after year uh-huh. after year after year. And one night they might play Lazy Mary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just saying. Just saying. <clears throat> Stranger things happen. Yeah. yeah, and they only warned you that night, Chris. So <laughs> same night. <laughs> yes, same, same night. night. Same <laughs> night. <laughs> oh. I didn't even think about that. Same yeah. night. Oh, uh, that's fantastic. I didn't even put that together. Same night. Lazy was... Mary, the warning, Murphy, you suck. Miller hits the bomb. We win. Ah, uh, I, I, I never, I didn't even say that at the game. I, I didn't even put it together. Yeah. Well, I couldn't say much at the game, but no problem. And then I left. 
Yeah. That girl was so young. She was like 21 years old, scared to even tell me I had to leave. Yeah. I was not going to give her a hard time. No. Yeah. I she said was two the words. Messenger. I said two words twice. No problem. And then she looked at me and looked shocked like, oh my God, he's going to listen. And I just said, no problem. And I just left. <laughs> she, she was the messenger. Yep. Yeah. She no, was not the problem. No, 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 no. Apparently I was. <laughs> no. No. And, and, and I think we've, we've really enjoyed what the fans have brought. Um, I, I, pretty much any day with good weather has brought a, a nice crowd to the park. Um, and, um, you know, and at least as long as the team has, uh, has done well, especially late in those, uh, and, and the crowds have seemed to hang on quite a bit in these mm -hmm. games, which is really good to see, um, you know, and, and managed to make, and managed to make some noise. It's not exactly where we would hope it would be, but I think, uh, it's a vast improvement, uh, over the way things have been, uh, especially from last year when there wasn't any fans allowed at all. So, uh, I think all that's going in a trending in a good direction and and as chris often likes to say hey it's great that that you care and we know that the bard is a great experience so i think you know who also are... cares though carl the players yeah listen to that <laughs> matt ellis interview he brought it up he mentioned it he was talking about how late it was in a weeknight yeah these guys it, I, I know maybe we think they don't care and maybe they're just like you know focus 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 <clears throat> watch that matt ellis interview that we did last yeah. night he, he, he's, he just, you could see the joy in his face talking about how there were people in the stands at 12 noon. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I don't even want to say what he said. Watch him say it because yeah. the look on a kid's face, 20, what is he, 22? I'm not sure, 23. Yeah. He's older probably with Juco, but you could see it in his face that they appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And no, are we a, a roaring 7,000 SEC? So no, but watch Matt Ellis's face and tell me they don't appreciate it. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Yep. And, uh, you know, and I can say from, you know, talking to Ty Bothwell um, on Sunday, you know, and it's really great when, when Ty, when we get done with interviewing Ty, he always fist bumps everybody in the media. It's uh -huh. great. Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, and, and he explains, and he, he explained that to us as, you know, it's just, he was, he's thinking, especially the student media, um, who, again, I just do quickly want to, to give a shout out to the student media this year has been phenomenal. Um, no matter what uh, organization they're with, whether it's IUS TV, um, uh, Garrett working for us, um, uh, IDS. Um, Matthew uh, Byrne, his name, IDS. Yeah. I mean, just, just a phenomenal group. Um, and they've had multiple people going through IUS TV and obviously, uh, you know, Big Ten Plus, the students working for Big Ten Plus as well. Um, and I want to give Griff a shout out for the early season <laughs> Uh, radio broadcast he was phenomenal yeah. and of course I, I know he's not a student anymore but but austin render yeah. definitely deserves a shout out as well especially for adding trivia yes yes i got three out of five right last night and he even called it. He, and he even Ooh. well not not three I out of five it. yeah take three to five to vegas and tell me you won't do good <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and i got the hard one because yeah. he was going with the guys who got five RBIs in a game, and I got Sam Merson. So <laughs> nice. He had two bombs in that game, right? Yeah. 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 Yep. All right. Well, I think uh, we, we're we're actually kind of over our time, so uh, 
we do go ahead and need to wrap this up. But hey, tomorrow night, right back at it. Uh, you know, the Hoosiers, uh, you know, obviously are going to go for another series win. Uh, but at the very least, want to pick up a, uh, a win and clinch a bid to the Big Ten tournament. So we're, uh, we're going to be paying attention. Got uh, Braden Tucker going against uh, Major tomorrow. So uh, it's uh, time for it to go. So uh, that's, uh, that's all we've got. So for, uh, for Josh Bennett, Cassidy Palmer, and Chris Feeney, I'm Carl James. And uh, it may not be till the fall, but we will see you at the BART.